You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of Double Game Week Round 12, the 2020 season. This episode is brought to you by Inter Miami, showing us all that MLS is not a retirement league. I, I, I mean, sorry, sorry. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you all that we're able to keep this project going, and it's so, so fantastic. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. I would also like to welcome our special guest, Cameron, from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord server. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah, doing really well. Doing great. I like how there was that slight pause as both Cameron and Ashley were waiting for Blaine to say, yeah. I'm good because it, it's, yeah, it just has to happen. Like yeah. that's, that's the way it is. Uh, no, we're very that's excited right. to, uh, to have Cameron on the show with us tonight. Uh, there's, there's a, we've tried to get him on before. Uh, for those of you who frequent the discord server, you've likely seen Cameron around. He's one of our moderators. Actually, everyone on the show is, is a moderator on our discord server. Uh, but yeah, Cameron's around shells out some good advice, but particularly this week, Cameron, why could you not say no to joining us tonight? Well, it's hard to say no when I can flex on everybody by being literally better than all of them. Yeah. Because I got rank one. Yeah. There we go. That's right. Uh, Cameron, I say no, it all the time. Don't look, at my, don't look at my overall rank. <laughs> it, happens. <laughs> it happens. I say it to everyone that we have some of the best fantasy players, some past winners, and some, some weekly rank ones often at our Discord server, and Cameron is one of them. So uh, head over there, mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord, the easiest way to join the Discord server. It's a great community. You talk to people like Cameron. So uh, head over there and learn some stuff. Uh, breaking news right now. I don't know if this is breaking news, but it is a piece of uh, information that several people have been asking me, has been the talk for a week or so in the forum in the fantasy community. And I have an update right now that has to do with the social media login being broken for fantasy um, for both PC and mobile. So I've reached out to Skylar and he's given me an update and I'm going to share it tonight and here is straight from Skylar who is our connection with MLS and uh, from a fantasy champion as well. Uh, the app team has put in a fix in place and it passed quality assurance last night. Uh, but as a best practice, we don't release the app on weekends unless necessary. Maybe some of you all would have felt it was necessary, but that's what they're, that's their stance. They don't release it on weekends unless necessary. So we'll release first thing Monday morning. So many of you may have already gotten an update that should have solved this. Um, we've been in contact with Facebook this week, but their systems did not allow Facebook to re-enable uh, the MLS integration until the app update had been released. As soon as that release is out, Facebook will be able to re-enable the login controls across all channels. Um, and he knows that the MLS social team at, at MLS Fantasy has been responding to the feedback on the issue. Uh, so big thanks to both Jonathan and Skylar for doing that. Um, and that MLS is prepared to work with any player who may escalate uh, if they, any players um, who may escalate if we need to make it right. So uh, just reach out to the at MLS Fantasy account if you have further questions about the login or any difficulties with the login. Um, 
He did ask me to try to clean that up a little bit before relaying it. I may have just butchered it more as I was relaying it. Um, but but I think I, I thought it was pretty good the way it was. I mean, there was yeah. a problem. They had to do some testing. They didn't just throw it out there to get it fixed. Uh, but they worked with Facebook. The The push should have gone out today. So if your apps need updated or if you need to refresh your cache, delete your cookies, check TCP IP settings, you want this dog, anything like that, then... Oh. Go and give that a try. Just in case people are like me, I think what you said is close the browser and open it again. You said a uh, lot of I, things. That well, I was I was actually trying to make a Family Guy joke, and so I don't know if anybody. <laughs> okay. If anybody. I was like, are those all real computers? <laughs> I don't know if anybody on the internet? caught that. Uh, but no, but yeah, close your browsers, uh, delete your cache, anything you want to do uh, that you need to check it out. But update should have gone out this morning. And, uh, and then just got to get everything refreshed to see if it works. Check it out. And if not, hit up at MLS Fantasy, and that should get you in touch with, with Skylar or one of the other social media team there, and they can help further troubleshoot. But it should be fixed. It should be fixed. So I don't log in with my social. I just, I, there are very, anymore. There are very few yeah. things I ever connected to my social media accounts. And, and I just, I just never did that. So. I've always just had it, had it the old fashioned way, but there's the update. I know people were looking forward to it. So I hope that is helpful as we continue on. And of course, let's continue on with how we did this round. So Ashley, starting with you. Yeah, I am. Um, I am and I'm really glad that I did. I, uh, I came out with 96, um, which was a week rank of 21. I was really excited about. So Cam got here and now I'm, you know, just trying to play catch up, but 21, I, I think, was my best overall week ranking of the year so far, probably because I wasn't on last week. So it's that non-co-host curse effect where I wasn't hosting, so I had a really good week. Exactly. Um, I moved up in overall ranking to 76th, and I'm 65th in Champions League, which is so close. It's three points out. Um, so this is going to be a real uh, make-or-break week for me for that. Um, so generally a, a pretty good week. Not a lot of busts. I benched Nathan. I benched Chicharito. I blame Skylar for even having Chicharito. I, that was like a real thing I wasn't very invested into, but I had Taxi, had Amada. Um, that kind of kind of carried me through, through the rest. Went Nico instead of uh, Roldan. Was, I kept going back and forth about that. And obviously Roldan would have been better, but um, yeah, generally pretty decent week. Blame, what about you? Yeah, absolute disaster. I got a 68. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I was right in saying that Heel would be outscored by one of the Atlanta guys I wanted to captain. I just didn't realize my captain was still on Cisneros and not Almada. Oh. Now, in my defense, I'm gonna just going to go ahead and throw the big excuse out there. I, cel I was celebrating my grandparents' 65th wedding anniversary this weekend, so I got to check absolutely nothing yeah. on this game. So for the team I picked last week in set, I'm not too disappointed. I thought I had the armband on Almada, so that was a huge mistake there. But, I mean, I got decent scores other than my defense. My defense just absolutely tanked. And But 68, I mean, it's a, weak, weak, it's a bad week rank, but my overall rank really didn't drop that far. I think I dropped 30 or 40 positions with that bad of a score. Um, so I'm not going to complain a whole lot about that. But, yeah, if I had Captain Delmata, it would have been so much better. That's where I thought it was. But I had more fun doing what I was doing than keeping up with my fantasy team. So I'm going to take that as a win and just suck it up for a horrible week this week. 
Yeah, I think Almada was was definitely would definitely have been a differential captain pick, uh, kind of out of left field, at least yeah. from what I think a lot of people were talking about. I don't know maybe we'll hear Cameron be like, "Yeah, of course I captain Almada." What are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, but uh, Cameron, go ahead and, and share yours. Yeah, so I ended up on a 104, which I think was tied for week rank one. So I don't know what sort of tiebreakers they implement, but mine says one. There you go. Um, I have my whole bench end up hitting. I At that lineup drop for Toronto, Orlando, I decided that without Pazuelo, I, I wanted to get on some of these Orlando defense picks. So I grabbed Galese and Schlegel and then had uh, Castellanos and Fountas joining them on the bench. So I ended up with a rare four scrub situation. <laughs> and then everybody else just kind of hit. I mean, Wagner, Callum, Shakiri, Lucho, Almada, Captain Heal, not Almada. And I uh, I should have been more tempted to Captain Almada, apparently. Yeah. Going into that that last game, I had Lodero, and I just needed him to get just a seven, and I would be weak rank one. And so I was sitting there and waiting and waiting until he got that extra time goal. Yeah. I that mean, brings me to 62 overall, and I think I'm just inside Fantasy uh, Champions League at 46. Very nice. I mean, so, uh, good. who among us would have expected Blanco to be the best captain of, of this round with that? Not me. Monster <laughs> performance. Yeah. Uh, so so I wanted to go last because, as you may have noticed on my one of my Twitter posts this afternoon, something amazing and magical and fantastic and something that has not happened to me in the nine years that I have played MLS Fantasy happened. And that is after the morning point adjustment, I gained a point. I gained a point and I went from a 91 to a 92. And that may not sound like much because sure, you gained a point, Reed. What's the big deal? That means I won every one of my head-to-heads this week. I had already won all except for one and I tied black and red in uh, our Champions League Pro (laughs) Rel with 91. And then I got the point adjustment he didn't know he we doubled up on him because he was playing me this week too That's right now i feel bad because he's right. so good <laughs> it was it was he's his so own good. little mlsfi derby and and uh, what it came down to was was callens he went from 10 to 11 and i got that extra point and uh that did it that did it and so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take it and i know uh Black and Red's in in the chat right now. So I'm definitely shouting out because he's a tough, tough player. Already beat me once or twice this year in in our head-to-head. So so I'll take this one for the big Champions League. Uh, but so that was that was a great thing. Thank you, Skylar, for for that. I was we were we were chatting in a Discord that that night when we would we had seen that we had drawn. We were like, I just wait, I'll I'll lose like five points when it comes to this, or we'll both lose one or whatever. So I was just totally expecting that. Um, other than that, had an average week with 92. Uh, I had a good showing, average showing with my midfield, good sh- performance from my forwards. I, I had Tati and I, and I had Taxi, so, so some good points right there. Little eh with my defense. I had the wrong Roldan, so so that's fine. And then I just did not get my keeper route to work out at all. Um, I had Bond and I had Fry, and I, I wasn't hot on Fry, but he was really the only way I could go with with Bond. And uh, I, had a, I had a budget problem. I'm sitting here at the lowest with us. I haven't cracked 130 yet, so... I guess I stopped focusing on budget a little bit too early and uh, it, it's, it came to bite me a little bit this week when I was trying to get some of those picks in, but uh, 92, definitely not shabby went up in, in the ranks. 
I uh, see a lot of great scores over here in chat. Some people in the seventies, some people in the eighties and nineties, people all over. Th- this was actually yes, a rough really. round and, yeah. and we knew it was going to be a rough round with so many of these teams that normally we like to kind of draw from were on the road. And so this was, yeah. I think we saw a lot of uh, varied teams this weekend <laughs> and it was picking up and deciding which road games might've been the best or even, I mean, a Houston defender made the dream yeah. team. Like how, how does, how does that happen? So we saw some rotation from uh, open cup as well. I for think. sure. And so that kind of, I think took some people not by surprise, but into forced some people into tinkering. And we all know we don't usually do our best when we're forced to tinker instead for sure. of choosing to. And so tonight's episode, we're going to focus a lot on this upcoming Big Double Game Week. But before we get to that, guys, let's get some quick takeaways from round 11 that we think are important to highlight. Blank, starting with you. Yeah, LAFC's defense is bad. Yeah. I know we've kind of picked on them a little bit. I don't think it's been the highlight it should have been like Toronto has been. They gave up two penalty goals to Colorado, and Colorado is not a great scoring team. But when you're giving up two penalties to a team that's that bad on offense, there's something going wrong. Um, They've been giving up goals all season. And so I just, I'm betting against LAFC a lot when the, when the offense coming into them is pretty good. Um, This year's not a year for clean sheets. And that's what we've kind of had to worry about all season. Uh, This is a bonus point year. It proved it again this year as well, or this week as well. Uh, I went clean sheet hunting a little bit more knowing I was going to be gone and just it didn't work. And then I I don't think it would be a good takeaway segment if I didn't mention my own team and just how the wheels fell off on that one. Um, that was rough. We I, I kind of put it out there in Discord chat, but I have one philosophy with Kansas City that I followed for years. I mean, it's the Burmese tenure. Uh, we're only as good as our number six on defense. Uh, when our six is slow playing against a fast team, which is sort of what we ran into with Blanco. Blanco was exploiting speed and open spaces and passing through it. When our six can't cover the ground and do that for the guys that are there, uh, we just get eaten through the lines, and that's what happened here. And then you lose a center back to a red card and don't replace him, and it exploits that space even more, and that's where the wheels fell off. And so if you're watching Kansas City play, if you see fast teams coming up against them, you got to bet against Kansas City at that point. Uh, don't know what's going on where. Um, there's going to be some changes coming. Shallowy's out for the next week with a call-up or the, soon for the call-up, whenever that is. It's just there's going to be some differences there. I think Kansas City can find goals, but I think they're going to give up a lot going forward still. I thought they were getting better. And, yeah, they've got some athleticism that's out there. But if you get speed through the lines, which Portland had, it's just, it's going to be goals. All right, Ashley. Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of piggyback off that to say that I don't think anybody should start fangirling over Portland just yet because they posted up seven goals. Um, shit, I think that that might be a turning point for an offense that hasn't really been clicking. Um, but I swear to God, if I see Blanco and every single person seen this week, it's just, you're just hopping on a train that I think left and already came back to the station. Um it's a huge thing to get those that type of score at home, but there's a lot of things about um, the Portland team from a fantasy perspective. Like Yimmy Chara, who I think is someone that most people have picked from Portland's midfield and attack throughout the season, posted one of the lower scores of the week. Um, Blanco at $6 million, the best fantasy player of the week. Um, I think for me, the only fantasy player that I kind of take 
seriously from Portland on a, on a weekly consistent basis is Bill Tuiloma. Another goal, um, obviously they didn't get a shutout, but he's, he's another that's putting up really good bonus points and getting involved um, offset pieces. And I, I think he's, he's worth a look. Um, I think that FC Dallas and Montreal and NYCFC are just continuing to keep rolling. Um, wasn't too sure with Zella playing how that would look. Um, wasn't too sure how Montreal would do going into Charlotte, who has been shockingly strong defensively. Um, still put up two goals. And uh, I just want to say, because I always pick one every year, it's been Tati for the last like two or three years. But I love Campana. I don't know if you guys saw that stat going around. I think um, I think Ryan retweeted it that this was the Damian Lowe goal for Miami. It was the first goal not either scored by or contributed to by Campana since April. Um, or no. Now I'll have to look. But for a minute, for a significant stretch of time, he's been contributing to that. Any, any score coming out of that team. Um, I like him. I don't think he's fixture proof, but I like him. And then I don't know if this is a segue because Reed, you don't always contribute, but is actually Cincinnati not bad? Is it, has it been enough of a stretch that we can say, don't always pick again, don't triple up against them anymore? They beat Chicago at Chicago. So I'll, I'll jump in real quick because that was, <laughs> that was the one comment I was going to make and let Cameron take us home. But, um, Chicago is still not awesome. I mean, they, sure. they're not a strong team. So people are talking about you played Toronto twice and you had this easy schedule and Toronto was not hard. We're playing new England this week. It's going to be a harder game to see, but the answer to your question is no, I, I don't believe Cincinnati is the team that you automatically triple up against or, or bet against. Uh, new Obodo has helping in the midfield. It has made life easier for, uh, Lucho to go out there and actually do what Lucho does, uh, having having Baji and and Vasquez up top gives that attacking dynamic that we need. And so more pieces are coming to place. The defense is doing better. Our our super draft goalkeeper is standing on his head. I don't know if standing on his head is is the right thing, but he's he's doing very well. He's showing, he's, sure he's showing. yeah yeah he's doing he's doing very well. He's justified his pick. I think he's justified his pick at, at for this point. So we are not playing as bad as we were the past three years, which I know sounds like not a huge compliment you can give to Cincinnati for how a bad they played, compliment. but it is a huge compliment for Cincinnati. And so, no, I don't think Cincinnati is a team you automatically bet against. I think they hit that. It's, it's one block up in the fantasy world mm-hmm. for what Cincinnati is. And it's like always bet against them. And then above that it's okay. Situationally, I'm going to bet against this team. And so it's, it's definitely where you're like, okay, like what Blaine was saying, is there speed? Is it whatever, whatever metric you want to use for picking it? That's what you can use with Cincinnati. Now is really comparing that matchup versus just like, ah, Cincy. Great. I want three of those players. So definitely uh, an improvement going up. Cameron, take away from you. I think I'll uh, I'll agree with you here that Cincinnati's, you know what, shockingly not terrible. They they might be making some noise, but I do want to reinforce that Chicago is not as great as they seemed early in the season. Correct. Perhaps uh perhaps backed up by my t-shirt here. My owls <laughs> on them. Beat them away in the open cup. So uh maybe Chicago isn't quite the stalwart that they used to be. My main takeaway this week was one that is kind of just the same takeaway I have every week, which is don't tinker too much. You you don't need to. I know it's it's tempting 
to jump on the bandwagon when everybody's going on about a lineup drop and all the possibilities for points. But generally, you set your team for a reason. And unless those original reasons changed, you should probably stick with it. It yeah. uh, It's ironic that my very best ever fantasy week came when I didn't start making a lineup until Friday night and then made one change to it, which was just jumping on the first good clean sheet opportunity I saw. Had I, you know, kept thinking and thinking and overanalyzing all these lineups, I would have swapped out of so many players. And uh, I'm very glad that I did. Yeah, it happens. That's that's the absolute solid advice. And it happens at all levels. You should see sort of like the experts chat that we have at, at Discord of people like throwing some stuff back and forth and second guessing and things. And even like messages I'll send to Blaine and Ashley, like, what about this? And they're like, what are you thinking? Yeah. And I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know. I was just tweaking, I was just tweaking with something, but I, this is what I'm really going to do. So to be fair, we never say, what are you change. thinking? We say, so tell me about no no exactly exactly that's what it was why did you make that it's like i don't know but now we, but now we realize the answer is because i have less money than you all do so yeah sure that's that's what that True. is all right well thank you so much everyone the last thing i will shout out is we have to give a big shout out to to tyler who was on the show last week his curse is broken he attended the seattle game and they won <gasps> so, oh my gosh. so maybe he'll actually get to go back to the stadium now and watch Uh-oh. Congrats. i didn't go am i the curse now <laughs> uh, maybe take- maybe i think that's how curse is transferred oh yeah we'll have to we'll have to work it out all right well you guys work that out we're going to get ready for the housekeeping for round 12. all right let's talk housekeeping for the big double game week that is round 12 but first a quick recap for our experts league and the pro rail leagues Uh, back on top over in the the mls fantasy insider Experts League is our very good friend Ryan Anderson of yeah. Lineup IQ with a score of 9-0-2. So not undefeated, but uh 9-0-2 just has inched out Ashley, who was was at the top last week, but Ashley is tied for second. Um, oh, I was only on the top for one week. I haven't been on the top for a hot minute. I'm yeah, well, my way back up. You, you are a number a solid number two right now. Yeah. So so could be yeah. yeah, Ryan Anderson on top. Uh, 9-0-2, and and then also another familiar name heading on over to the MLS Fantasy Insider, or the MLS Fantasy Boss Pro-Rel Champions League, and that is our good patron and the recent guest, uh, Patrick Smith, the Dunder Mifflin B team. He also has a score of 9-0-2 and is uh, solidly on top. Some some really tough competition right behind him as well. Uh, I am out of the relegation zone, and that's really all I care about uh, after that win right there so good things good things uh, but Ashley what about our second division uh yeah sloppy stakes is still on top I think this is the fourth week in a row now um there is a is a tie a record tie but they are still on top by points so holding holding on to that lead steadily Blaine definitely yeah, we've got a major shake up here FC Red Bull Green took a loss and tumbled all the way to six Um, and he is no longer the leader of his uh, points range he's what 902 and he is second at the 902 this was actually special for me this week I didn't I kind of kept track that there was a name popping up Uh, Maxime Verrett he's a Montreal fan but he's also part of our draft league online Uh, one of our admins that really helps out a lot and I'm going to do this for him he is now on top 
but he has changed his team name recently. He used to be Snowflakes FC, but he is now Jordy for MVP. And I mean, I I'm in that. Big yeah. case to say that. So uh, Mihailovic is probably my early season MVP. Maxime is pushing for him here, and he just took the top spot in our league. So I think all around, it's. I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see the cha- name change on the team. And uh, Development League just got really interesting because we've got a lot of guys in striking it's distance all, to the top now. It's all interesting. All these leagues. This has been a great experiment. I hope everyone's enjoying it. Uh, and like I said, we're going to do our best to try to keep this uh, going next season. I've got the email addresses. We're going to send out the invites when the leagues get about. I'll try to contact people at the end to make sure you reserve your spot and you're still going. Um, it, it might get a little weird next year, but we're, we're going we're going to make this happen because it's so much fun. It's been so much fun. Okay, let's move on to the actual round 12 information, the double game week. Real double game week. The real double, the real, 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 real. double game this week. The real, right? real one. Everybody. The so, real, real one. The real, real one. So, uh, as we're saying, the games start this week, Wednesday, May 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so, be sure to have pretty much your whole lineup set by then mm-hmm. uh game started again 7 30 p.m with three games kicking off dc versus new york city new york red bulls versus chicago and philadelphia versus miami but as far as what you need to know an easy way is to head over to the discord channel go to the mls just our main mls channel and the pin icon at the top right corner uh the top right section you can click on that and you'll see that samurai panda has pinned this a really quick graphic for all of the single game week and double game week teams uh, it's yeah. it's just easier to tell you who's on a single this week. That's yeah. Columbus, Toronto, FC Cincinnati, New England Revolution, Atlanta, Real Salt Lake, Charlotte, and Orlando. Those are all the single game week teams. Uh, you may find something from there. We'll talk about that in a second, but those are the single teams. As far as doubles go, DC United, Nashville, and San Jose all have a double home game. So if you're new to this setup, new to the game, that means both of their games are at home this week, which is usually an advantage as far as expected points. Chicago and Seattle are both games going to be on the road. So a double away team right there. So maybe some rough times there. Uh, Everybody else is splitting home and aways. I know Ashley mentioned Portland earlier. They're splitting a home and away game right there. Uh, So that's how it all breaks down. Again, if you want to see that in an easy to look at graphic, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, the MLS channel, and click on the pin that little thumbtack icon in the top corner, and you see Samurai Panda's quick little little picture there. Patrick also tweeted it, and I just retweeted it as well. If you aren't on Discord, which Perfect. you should be, but if you are, sorry, tweet that image good. and the link to the Discord, and that's yep. what's what's going to be perfect. So, uh, yeah, that's the best place to check it out. Uh, no teams are on a buy, so everyone is in play this week. Uh, that means if you are looking for Orlando. switcheroo option, is it Orlando? Orlando is the latest single game week team so there you go so orlando they play at eight o'clock p.m on sunday so you'll have a lot of time before it gets there uh the only other game that's later is is the 10 p.m with portland and philly but yeah orlando is going to be your best pick they should have some cheap options as well uh, orlando's there and uh yeah that's you should probably get orlando uh, if you even get there but so let's let's talk about who's away because this Yellow cards and everything are going to be really important this week. Blaine, do you have a wrap-up from uh, from our mega reference? Yeah, uh, Tyler Ranch gave us a great update. Uh, good news. Uh, Jairo Torres is back for Chicago – or got his first appearance for Chicago. Um, and Jack Price is back from injury with Colorado. That's a huge boost to Colorado. 
Um, I'm just going to read through this list of, we've got a lot of red cards and suspensions, uh, Jose Martinez for Philly, uh, Dylan Nealis, uh, Red Bulls, uh, Lundquist for Houston, Van Rankin for Portland, uh, Volater for Kansas City, Espinoza for Kansas City, Durkin for D.C., uh, Matt Polster, can't, it's not listed here. I can't remember where he's at. I don't know that anybody actually takes him anyway. He's at New uh, England. Yeah. Koulibaly for LA Galaxy, and they have been a good defense. Uh, Pereira for Austin in the midfield. Been quietly one of their strongest player, stronger players in that midfield, consistent points. Uh, Scott Caldwell for RSL, defensive midfielder there, who's kind of held it together. And then Hadabi for uh, Houston. Uh, they are all suspended this week for either red cards or yellow. Uh, Van Rankin actually may be a double suspension, so you watch that. I think he's got a red card plus a yellow accumulation both. So he may serve one for the red and then another one for the yellow because he picked up two yellows in that game. So he may be out for both games of this double. Um, few injuries to talk about. Uh, it was mentioned already, Pozuelo missed. They're calling it a lower body tweak. Uh, Kieran Gibbs for Miami was unknown. Hollingshead came out with a lower leg injury for LA. Peruza for Toronto pulled a hammy. And then uh, Kyoto for Montreal is a possible shoulder dislocation. So that could be a few weeks there. And then uh, really great news here. We've got some yellow card watch players for the double game week. And this is a huge thing. It's the first one we've really had. Um, these are guys you would expect to play two games and kind of rely on. If they pick up a yellow in the first game of the double game week, they would be suspended for the second one. Um, two huge names right off the top are Tati Castellanos and uh, Kai Wagner. Um, that's huge yeah. implications for this week. Those are guys we, I think, everybody's looking at. If they pick up a yellow in the first, they are done for the week. Um Alex Ring, Darwin Quintero, uh, Julian Carranza, and Lucas Cavallini are also on this list of one yellow, and they're suspended for the second game. Um, and those guys, those are guys we see pick up yellows pretty consistently. So um, tread lightly with those guys as you go through. And that's all Ranch has on the list for me today. Thank you, Ranch, and thank you, Discord team, uh, for putting this together today. I know it's always a busy Monday and a lot of hard work goes into this. So thank you for that. That's a ton of good information going into this round. Yes, uh, very helpful. And again, as we already mentioned multiple times, if you want to check out uh, the mega reference for yourself, head over to the MLS Fancy Boss Discord. That's uh, MLSFancyBoss.com slash Discord. The easiest way to check that out. Uh, head over to the uh, the Fantasy Tools sub-channel, and it's just, it's just right there. It's pinned. You can scroll up a little bit. You'll find all that stuff. It's It's a fantastic reference with a lot of information, especially during a double game week. But now I know what you guys are really here for. You want to know who to target, and that's what we're talking about next. Hey, everyone. It's Reed. Are you enjoying the content provided by the MLS Fantasy Insider team? Then why not consider becoming a supporting patron? Now, I don't want to get too public radio on you, but everything we do does have a cost. And while Blaine, Ashley, I, and all of our content contributors consider this a labor of love, people like SoundCloud, Adobe, and our swag vendors keep insisting on getting paid. That's where you come in. As a member of our Patreon community, you will help support the efforts we all make to help ensure this is a fantastic fantasy community. And in return, I do my best to add a little extra thank you for that support in the form of swag. 
So if you're interested in helping our fantasy community grow, head on over to patreon.com slash MLSFI right now to start your support this month. Thanks. All right, we're back and we're getting ready to talk about our target players for this double game week round 12, huge double game week. The quick starter, because I, I don't think there are many, but have a check because every every round there's always at least one. But open question for any of you three, are there any single game week players that you are legitimately considering for this round? Nope. I'll throw out one that I'm not, but maybe people are. I know we just talked about how FC Cincinnati, you know, need to pick against all the time but carlos heel and the new england revolution are going to cincinnati that is normally a game that i would be interested in but with the amount of people on doubles i'm not um i think that the only sensible conversation would be that <laughs> um but that's not something that i'm gonna mess with at all there's too many good matchups this isn't like when we had two teams on the double or what you know the other double games that we started with this season this is a real action-packed one, so I, I I don't see how you how you could. And, yep, and this, the only uh, the only single game week players that I have are scrubs. Scrubs, there we are. So yeah. fallbacks <laughs> and scrubs. Otherwise, you want players with two games. Yeah, yeah. And and of course, to point out one more thing with Asher with Cincinnati, this is a rematch of the recent Open Cup game, but but not really because the team that Cincinnati fielded is is not what you will see this weekend so that was a, a different yeah. look New England will have probably a lot of the same players so that's definitely a strong New England team but Cincinnati that that was not what what you're going to see for what they have put out so no I think you're right um there will likely be somebody no one's going to be able to pick who it is maybe Tyler Kane in a differentials article uh but We'll see who it is this week, and maybe it'll change everything. So let's start focusing on those double game week players, starting with keepers and defenders. The majority of what we have with this group right now, people are leaning towards Blake uh, on the keeper side, and then on the defender side, even though there is yellow card watch, people are liking uh, Wagner and Callens and Gressel. So who else are you all thinking about? Blaine? Yeah, I don't have much difference there. Uh Willis was one of those first goalkeepers I looked at because of the double home potential for clean sheets there. I don't like a lot of clean sheets this week. That's the way I always start. I mean, Willis is playing Montreal and Atlanta. They're both home games, but those are two teams that can put up a lot of goals and have some really powerful uh, playmakers that are coming in there. So I just, Blake is probably my primary keeper because of that. Just, I like the matchups uh, budget wise. I'm actually on Fry at the moment. I know that's a double away game for him, but he's he's 6.1 because he missed so much time. Houston is not a team that has been putting up a ton of goals. And if Seattle's going to figure it out defensively, I don't mind that matchup. And then the same way on the back end, Colorado's not a team I, I'm seeing put up a ton of goals. I just I like this man. I like these two matchups for somebody who is cheap. I ran into budget issues in my first draft. I was over budget, had to downgrade Blake to um, Fry to get under budget. So that was kind of a really gut pick right there, but I don't mind it. Uh, I think you could do better with Blake, but I'm throwing him out there that I think Fry is your budget option for the week on a, on a couple of solid matchups. Um, other name I really like, given who they're playing, uh, I like Cascante for Austin. 
it's a split, but it's against LAFC for the first one. That's not big clean sheet chance, but he gets involved in the attack a lot. LA is a team I've been betting against a lot for offensive potential. I think Cascante can do that. And same with Orlando. I think he's going to fare well in that matchup going forward. And then obviously any of the Nashville or San Jose, they've got double home. You always like to see that in a double game week. Uh, Double home just helps, uh, especially with defenders. You're going to pick up bonus points. And I don't think you can really go wrong if you're taking a bonus point guy from Nashville or San Jose. I think they're a little bit tougher matchup. San Jose has probably got the better clean sheet chance. Nashville's got the better bonus point chance with the attackers coming at them just more opportunities to rack up stats and pick up those bonus points. So I think those are kind of your bread and butter picks this week, even though I'm kind of leaning towards Cascante, hoping for a couple, one boom somewhere in there. Fantastic. Cameron, how about you? So I've got a lot of the same thoughts. I love the, the double homes, but more than I love double homes, I love stats. And so I always start my build, my team building with Ryan's, um, his stats that he posts every week. And he's got the clean sheet stats out early this week for everybody to prepare for the double game week. And they are leading me towards the Red Bulls, Philly, New York City, and Nashville. And so I'm stacking up on on those teams. I've got Coronel as my goalkeeper. And due to budget concerns, he's my only goalkeeper. But then I'm playing Zimmerman from the bench and I've got Kai Wagner starting. And then with the double home and for the price, I've got Nathan here, but I think if Zimmerman hits, Nathan ends up scrubbed. And uh, I love Gressel's bonus points here, and he's got a couple of decent matchups. And so he rounds out my group. If I had the money, I would probably be trying to do a goalkeeper switcheroo with two double game with goalkeepers. So like, uh, oh, that would have been probably Coronel into maybe a Cripo, but I don't have the money. So it's not something I've been considering. And then I've got Carujo from Charlotte as a scrub candidate. If my bench hits and if my bench all fails, then I've got Carujo with a decent single game week chance. Yeah. If you wanted to go with, uh, with one of those old keeper roos, switcheroos, then, uh, I guess it is Nashville who's going to play first. They're playing on Wednesday, and then they're going to play that uh, that last game on Saturday. And so you'd be able to see the last the last go. I mean, DC and stuff, other players are playing as well. But I mean, Nashville is probably your best chance if you want to see all those points before you then take a flyer on one of yeah. the single game week teams. Yeah. Which I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, always a risk good way to save money during a big double game is just run with one keeper. So you're going to get some good points for those keepers, regardless, as long as they're playing and maybe get a shutout. So, yep. Yeah. I think you guys covered everything. Uh, let's move on to, I to oh, I skipped you. you. Always skip me in defense. I don't have uh, much else to contribute. I'm but. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> next week, next week, I'm going to bold your name and like, no, don't yeah, do I'm going to highlight it with Sounders green and, and that's like what we're going to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, won't, I won't add too much to this. I, I would, the only other name that, that no one said that I'm considering as a bench play is Alistair Johnson from Montreal. Um, getting in on that, on that wingback action scored this past weekend. He's been on the score sheet in some capacity. I, I don't know if often is fair, but enough. Um, and he's cheaper. He's 6.9. And then for a 
those struggling with budget, I encourage you to do some back and forth looking at some of these more expensive Wagner and Gressels to similar counterparts in Harriel and um, the Smiths or Nahar if he's healthy, but I don't think he is. Um, just because occasionally there's only a one or two point difference between those players, but there's like a $3 million difference in them. So, you know, we're no one's, we're not trying to promote clean sheet hunting, like Wayne said, but if you are looking at some of those defenses and you like them, but you can't pay $10 million for every defender, I encourage you to look at some of the, not necessarily the cheaper defenders, but defenders who are putting up comparable points like Harriel and like Brad Smith um, for the Wagners and the Kressels. So, yeah. Excellent. Apologies, but fortunately we're going on to midfield, which you get to you kick off. Did it. I'll just keep talking. Keep um, talking. <laughs> a lot of us like Mukhtar and Mihailovic and Dre UC came up a lot. Um, I really like Mihailovic this week. He's just really hitting a stride that, that I like. Um, I also like Mukhtar. I like Gazdag for Philly. Um, he started to get a little goal dependent, but he was on such a goal scoring streak that it didn't matter. Um, but I still like him and his matchups. Uh, I also am kind of stealing this because black and red had him when I played him in head to head this week and he crushed it with Espinosa. Um, when I saw that he had him, I was like, Oh, and then he got 11 points. So I was like, whoops. Um, I think that, that he's been putting up enough. And then, then of course I looked at, you know, what he's been producing and things like that. Obviously he's producing better in the chaos games, but I think, um, San Jose has a slate of possible chaos games for them this week, um, which he would do well in. And then I really want to do Maxi for NYCFC. Um, I know Blaine, especially so hot on Rodriguez for such a stretch. Um, I can't fit him into my team right now because I have Sean, John Callens and Tati. Um, so I would need to either drop Sean, John or Callens. And I'm also not totally sure if I think Maxi will play both historically he hasn't. And that wasn't coming off an injury. You know, this was the first, um like full game full point production game he's had since he came back from what was it? it was like a rib thing or something um so i'm just not incredibly convinced that, that he'll go both um but he is a cheaperish midfielder he's 9.1 um that i'm considering uh if, if i decide to drop some of my double nycfc defensive coverage so i want to jump in right here before cameron does his picks um I was curious about New York City, and I've got a lot of draft implications on there. Uh, <laughs> Ashley's right. I've, I'm high on Santi, and I've been worried uh, all season long. What's going to happen to Santi when Maxi gets healthy? Yeah, What's yeah. going to happen to all of these guys when Maxi is healthy? Point um, production-wise. Obviously, the team's yeah, still doing it, well. But <laughs> it, it, positionally, it's, it's everything. I'm like, so – when Maxi has been healthy, Santi has played the right wing position predominantly for this team um, because Talis Magno has been so good as a midfielder on that left wing. He has been excellent. So this week is the first week Maxi has been back and starting. Santi was playing in the middle as the 10 still because they are that good of a team. Maxi got relegated back a line in the 4-2-3-1. He's playing on that two line next to Keaton Parks at the moment. Um, I wanted to throw this out there because anybody who's on Maxi loves what Maxi can do. I love what Maxi can do. And if he's the 10, 
I'm not taking Santi. I'm taking Maxi this in these weeks. But he is playing back a line. He's playing more of a deeper playmaker. I don't know what that means for his production. I really don't. Well, he outproduced Santi this weekend by leaps and bounds. Yes. Points wise. And, and Santi's an early rotation risk. He gets pulled off at 65, 70 minutes pretty consistently. I just, I don't know what this means for this team with Maxi playing deeper if he goes back to the 10. I think if you're on New York City players, you definitely want to be able to check that lineup and see who's going to start, see who's not, see what position they're in. Tiago Andrade is a guy, he's a forward in the game, but he's a guy who plays in that three line there who's played really well all season, benched for the new kid, Gabriel Pereira. So I just, maybe Pereira's out since he's on the wing, Maxi's back in midfield this week. I just, I say proceed with caution with New York City and have a plan based on their lineup because they've got about six, seven guys that can play in those front three to four spots. And we never know exactly how they're going to line up. And that could be Maxi forward. That could be Maxi in a little bit deeper. It could be one of these guys on the bench. Um, I would say proceed with caution with all of them. Santi and Maxi are probably both potential not starting one game in this in this formation, in this lineup, because they've just got a wealth of attacking talent, and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I agree with the concern here for Maxi's minutes. He's currently on my team, but I'm uh, ready to pivot if he's not starting in that first game. Him moving back into more of a register role doesn't really scare me off just because we just saw him do it for one game, and it was, it was awesome. And it's not like he got a couple of fluke scores in here or anything. He still put up consistent key passes. He actually hit his passing bonus point for the first time this season, which he does not do. And now he's adding in, you know, some tackle points, some balls recovered. I think the uh, the extra time guys were talking about it on one of the MLS Todays or maybe the Real Pod that he's just such a good soccer player. He knows so much about the game and he's got the technical ability to play pretty much anywhere on the field and have success. And we just saw him move back and put up just as good of a score as he's done all year. And so if he's starting, he's in my team. And then to continue along with some of the, uh, some of the other picks we've been having, I have Gazdog. I don't like it just because he's one of those goal and assist dependent guys. Mm-hmm but he keeps getting those goals and assists. So I'm kind of just plugging my nose and picking him. Um, I've got Reynoso and Haney Mukhtar. Those ones are, are pretty obvious picks for me, just being it's, it's kind of on double game weeks like this, where you have most of the league available, you kind of just sort midfielder by price and just click add until your team fills up. <laughs> and so I do like, Georgie Mihailovic this week. I've got him currently off my team just for a little bit of budget concerns, and I'm not sure about his health status. I know he was pulled early from the last game and was kind of grabbing at his hamstrings, so they might not want to rush him back for a full double game week. But if he's starting on Wednesday, then I think he's a great option. And then my last midfielder is Espinoza from San Jose. I think he's clearly been unlocked by the uh, loss of Matias Almeida. 
And so he went straight into my team. And then I sorted it by price and started adding people. <laughs> if you do want to stick with Montreal and you're looking for, for a, a differential player, maybe this is going to do something for, for Tyler this week. Uh, but Torres has been, been coming on, on a well. He's, he's 5.9 in his last three games. He's got two goals and assist before that. He had another goal back in round five. He's not a 90 minute player. He's going to get some subs, but if, mm-hmm. if Jordy is out, then there's a good chance he might see some, some good significant minutes and he's, and he's been p- producing something. So in a double game week, um, see, however, Nashville, Real Salt Lake ha- have some tough defenses. So this, this might be a yeah. good time to fade them, but, but there's another option, just something that people might be, be considering. Yeah. Reed, um, because I talked so much about New York city, Sanchi was my only major differential, but I'll steal what chat's doing because I think, They've made me think a little bit, and I'm kind of on there with them in this. I'm I'm torn on the New York City one just because I'm worried about rotation and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, they're talking New York Red Bulls, and that's an interesting option to bring up. Uh, what do they got? Hosting Chicago and well, so it's at Miami. Because Morgan didn't play last weekend, and I haven't seen why. Maybe Chuck can help. And then Laquinius got a red card. So yeah. you're picking yeah. so- from a real point spread of a midfield. Yeah. yeah, Morgan was health and safety protocols. Okay, he should, he's yeah. he's back in training since then. Should okay. be good to come. Yeah, and that's where that's where I was coming in at. It's like I'm seeing people talk about Red Bulls, and it's kind of the scoring by committee. We never know who's going to hit. Uh, Lakinus is on that red card suspension for game one, so I think that's an automatic out for him. And I just I haven't seen it from Morgan. I I understand it. I like these matchups. I don't think Chicago's the defensive team they were to start the season. I worry that they will get back in form because Red Bull is struggling to score and they'll look like that team that we've seen all or to start the year. But then I love, I love that Miami matchup, but I just, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of chatter in chat for, about Red Bulls and should we be looking at these guys? And I think it's worth bringing up here. I think you could take a flyer on Morgan as a bench play. I think these are decent matchups to go with it, especially with uh, Lequinos out for the first game. That uh, means it'll have to go through more through him, but I don't know. They've just, we keep going back and forth. We see Omer Fernandez hitting big every so often and then disappears. I just, I don't know how you can trust this team. And I know chat was really getting up and down on them or just getting up on them and talking about them a little bit. I, I kind of wanted to squash that down a little bit because I think, I think Cameron's right. You go through, you sort by, you hit that double game week checkbox to see all those guys, and you take the highest price ones and just fill your team in. And if you see one guy you don't, you like a little bit more that's a little farther down, you flip them in for somebody else. But the matchups are kind of there for all of these uh, expensive premium guys. Yeah, I kind of agree with your thoughts there on Morgan. He's definitely one that I am currently considering, but just don't have him in my team right now. He can easily you know, just really go off against um, against Chicago and especially against Miami. And so full, well, Miami's uh, former full team. faith for that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, but solid and Patrick saying never put a mid on a, on the bench in a double game week. <laughs> but I mean, if you're, if you're taking Morgan, I think that's a solid bench play there because yeah. I, I think he could go off. I really do. I think this is two good matchups. But we've seen Morgan in this team. I could easily see Lakinius coming back, have him and Fernandez having a really good game, Morgan picking up two or three points in Miami, and then having a, a solid game. But I can still see him being an eight or a nine for this week. And 
I think that's definitely bench play when you're doing double game week autoroos all around the board. He could easily have a 20 as well. I just I he's a bench play for me if you take him at all. And another guy that you'll find sorting by price that I'm not sure we've mentioned yet is potential MVP candidate Driussi for Austin, who yeah. I just wanted to to point out is probably a pretty solid play. You know, we've seen that LAFC can be exploited and yeah. Orlando, while still really good on defense, is uh, will be away for that game. We all know what Austin can do at home. So, Drew is another good play. And what's funny is we didn't talk about him. He's a unanimous pick by all three of us. I don't know if Reed got him too, but I yeah, I just assumed everybody else would talk about him. Yeah, yeah nobody else <laughs> talked, nobody talked about him because he was a unanimous pick. He he is one of those also kind of like guys that like like you and I said, Kim. He, he's a little goal dependent. Um, mm-hmm. I know Pereira got a red card. I don't, I haven't watched them enough to know how that could impact their midfield um, because he'll be sitting out the, the first week. I don't know what, what he contributes to that build up to that play. Um, Cause every so, so often a, a loss like that will contribute to it. Right. Um, but yeah, LAFC defense suspect. Most of the goals are coming through or around Drewsy and then they go home and play Orlando. Um, who is kind of wishy-washy, right? But that Austin at home has been dominant. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's someone I like. He's just not the one I like the most. And one thing I was thinking is, since I am kind of hesitant on Mihailovic's minutes, if I can, I can have Mihailovic in my team, and then if he's not starting, drop him down to Drew and feel just fine about that. Whereas there's not a lot of other backup options if he ends up benched. Yeah, I think you guys cover it really well. So, um, we we got to jump in here because chat's correcting us. Ashley got us off track, and I followed with it. Lucinius is not on a red card, apparently. Who got a red card? Someone help tell us. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it, it's not him. Okay, I I did. I, I jump. I said it. I think I agreed with someone, but I don't care. Who who got a red yeah, card? Yeah. How, how track Dylan Nealis. Dylan Nealis. Oh well, then in that case. <laughs> yeah. Forget okay, everything so we said. But still, same, <laughs> I think the same thing still goes there. We don't know who's going to hit for Red Bulls. Um, and Lucinius, uh, I've got somebody in chat. I can't see it now. It's scrolled up too far. Said he's max 150 minutes, just the way he's been playing this season, rotation-wise. So I don't think Lucinius is a is a 180 guy. I just uh, that's what the thing is. And seeing how he's been rotated this year a little bit, I don't think he's a 180 guy on my own look either. So take that for what it is. But we have to correct that one. He is not on a red card warning or a red card suspension. He scored the goal. That's what I did. He scored their goal right after Dylan Nealis got a red card. There we go. Too many notifications. I didn't correct it. That's that's fair. Thank you, Blaine, for trusting. There we go. And, of course, the last thing to mention during this section is always D-mids. Before in the smaller double game week, we talked up D-mids. For a larger double game week like this, you may want to shy away some from a D-mid. I mean, before, if they're going to put up seven to eight points when you have, I don't know, four to six teams playing, that that might be good odds for having a solid defensive midfielder score. But when almost everybody, when two-thirds of the league is playing a double game week, including many of the best midfielders in the game, D-mids, while they may have that good floor, 
picking the right one, you're you're going against, hey, you, you get somebody who has a two games of eight with your 16, but then maybe you get get Mukhtar who who gets a 13 in one game and then an eight in another. And then that's going to blow that away. So uh, for for a round like this with so many double games, I'm I'm not as hot on the D mids just because of, of the quality of the other options that we have. So let's move on to forwards. Uh, a, a lot of, of similar thoughts right here. Taxi and Tati. Cameron, what do you have to say? So I think they're they're pretty obvious for a reason. You've got probably the best striker in the league going against a, a DC defense that's proven to be exploitable, and then going against Chicago defense that's proven to be exploitable. Um, he's he's one that's on my bench just because of that potential for a yellow card suspension for that second game. But out of anybody in this group, I think he has the highest ceiling here, except for maybe DC's taxi. He's immediately started scoring as soon as he came to the league and has not stopped with two home games. That's somebody that it's, it's hard to ignore. Um, I've got those two both on my bench and then Swiderski from Charlotte as my backup, just in case, you know, they both, in case they both fail on my bench, then I've got somebody there to come in and hopefully pick up a goal when they're both stuck on four. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to be str- I'm going to be scrubbing Swiderski. There's a few other guys that I considered. You've got Jeremy Obosi with two home games. He's a good price too. Just uh, not currently in my lineup, but he was for much of the creation process. And then it's hard to ignore the recent production from Jesus Ferreira and Diego Rubio. All right, Blaine. Yeah, I mean, those two were easy inclusions for me. I just, this is, for it being such a big double game week and me being a guy that's always high on taking forwards in double game weeks for just two bites at the apple, tons of chances here. I don't like a lot of the forwards this week. I just didn't see it. It was it was Tati and Taxi were my two go-tos. I like those. And Tati on the yellow card accumulation has to be a bench play for me. As much as I love him and think this could be, a, it's it's a cap. He is a in this double game week. He is yeah. a captainable option, but he is so prone to picking up yellows as a forward. I cannot trust him not to get a yellow in that first game. I do think that first game is enough of a good matchup to still take him, even with his tendency to pick up yellow cards. So there were those two. Um, Ferrero was my third that I put in there. He has been scoring at a pretty decent pace, um, and he's playing. He's probably got one of the best matchups going against defenses with at Vancouver and home to Minnesota. Those are two teams that are not playing very well defensively. Minnesota can put it together at times. I just I think he's got the two best matchups of any forward outside of the two we've talked about. And then third name, given the injury report, if Kyoto is out, I kind of like uh, a shout for Kai Kamara this week. He's been making things happen off the bench. He's been getting involved. At Nashville is a tough game, but a home game against Salt Lake, it sounds really tempting for that. And he's going to be a little bit cheaper, and I know we're saying go stack up on all the premium high price guys that you can afford. If you are doing that across the board, Kamara could be a solid bench option for you to save a little bit of cash and free up money for other spots and still get a decent return. All right, Ashley. Yeah, I love Taxi Tati. 
Um, I I think I will end up sticking with what I currently have, which is Jimmy and Bobasi. I like those matchups both at home, Leaky Portland, Leaky Sporting Kansas City. Um, I, I think that those are opportunities for him. One of those teams is his former team. Um, I like that matchup. He's still, he's the bench play for me, but that's the, the third striker I like the most this week. I, I do like Campana, and I think that the stats back him, but something that doesn't back him is the matchups. And going to Philly and then playing at home against Red Bull um, are not two matchups that I, that I like for him. Um, like we said, if goals come through Miami, they tend to go through him, but um, I don't know how many goals that team can get on those two defenses. So I think that's going to scare me away. Um, an additional cheap shout I will give along with Blaine's recommendation is Giassi Zardes. I can't believe I'm saying that and Blaine's not. <laughs> um, but Giassi took the first PK this past weekend. Um, he, he's going to be playing along with Diego Rubio. Um, I'm still not totally sure how that will work for them points wise. Uh, I think it'll be great for Colorado as a, as an offense, but um I'm interested to see how that how that works for them for points. Um, but I think if you are looking for a budget bench play for someone who's on a double and has okay matchups, um, I think Giassi is a, is a decent shout. All right. Well, let, let's wrap everything up with our captain picks. Blaine. This is actually tougher than it looks, but I'm on Mukhtar right now for the double home game. I know that's He's not the the sexy pick this week. I think they're – I see guys that are outscoring him. I just can't tell where it's going to come from. But the double home advantage is such a big thing on some of these weeks. You go with the home game midfielder when you can. Uh, it happened last week. We were – we talked about it with a little bit at the top of the show. Almada versus Heal. Almada outscored Heal at home. That's was why I was looking at Atlanta anyway is because they had the home advantage. Mukhtar on a double home should be solid. I don't mind these matchups, but I'm just – I'm not sure he's the best captain, but he's probably my safest option at the moment, so I'm on him. Okay, Ashley. Yeah, I had it on Michal until Cameron said he, he pulled up holding his hammy. I, I hadn't caught that. I hadn't noticed that. Um, I just looked at his, his stats for the weekend on my fantasy team. Didn't watch the game. Um, so that, that has me a little hesitant – this is a tough one for me too. I, I see it going to a midfielder, um, but if, if it seems like he's healthy and he's trained all week, I think that Jordy is that guy for me. Um, but I think you could make a case for three or four different people and have them all be, be pretty valid. So I am a wishy-washy choice this week for you. Cameron. So I'm not super wishy-washy on my choice this week <laughs> because I do agree with with Blaine that you go for the double home game midfielder and I'm picking the one with the best matchups. And so that's Espinosa for me. He's been on a tear and he's playing two teams that are uh, not exactly the greatest at defense, but still have enough firepower to create one of those classic three, three chaos massive matches. And Espinosa is going to be involved in all of that. And so he immediately got my, my armband and I don't, really foresee taking it off, but we'll see how the week goes. Um, another one that I would shout out is I don't captain forwards unless they are big bonus point producers, but I think Taxi deserves a shout out here. 
if he can, you know, score two more braces, then that's a lot of points that you're going to be doubling. Yeah. Yep. No, I see. I love, uh, love taxi right now. Yeah. We all love taxi. <laughs> Taxi's great. Where did he come from? <laughs> yeah. And again, if you're going against me in a head to head, do that because I won't. I just, I just can't do forwards. Uh, but yeah, the Espinosa one is what has me thinking. My first thought was also Mukhtar, but but Espinosa, you all make some really good points. Reed, Tough. what do you always say about San Jose though? Do you know the way? No. You always say, <laughs> don't bet on them, don't bet against them. That's true. San Jose yeah, is one of those teams. Exactly. They're that second tier up, just like Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, so, so you see. Who knows? Oh, you're missing it. You're missing it. Uh, S- San Jose are, if Barrios was an actual team, <laughs> I don't know about that. That's that's good. I like yeah, that. I, I like that. I like that. that level, I don't know. That's that is that is very crazy. But all right. Well, yeah. Though no, that covers pretty much everyone that we hear. Oh, uh, one person says uh, the JLo FPL Wagner at the moment. That's brave. That's that's brave for Wagner. Capping. Yeah, capping a defender who on is a on yellow a yellow card, card warning. So listen, if he wasn't on yellow <laughs> oh. card warning. It makes a little bit of sense. But it's, I'm not saying it, it makes sense, but it makes. A, I mean, I give it just a little bit. It's bold. It's it's bold. I like the boldness. So we'll see. Yeah, we like that. Bold. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us tonight. I hope you were able to uh, get some insights into this double game that's coming up again. Remember, the teams start to lock on Wednesday and. And a lot of them, that's pretty much everybody who locks in Wednesday. So make sure your lineup is set. Games kick off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's all that we have for tonight. So let's wrap it up with plugs. Cameron. Um, the evergreen plug of join the Discord. It is just an invaluable tool and uh, pretty irreplaceable. And also support your local soccer teams. Come to Omaha, come see a, a Union Omaha match, and then go back and find your USL or USL League One team or your NISA team and go to a few of those matches. There we go, Lexington. Yeah. Blaine. Nothing for me this week. Ashley. Uh, I haven't been here, so I feel like the fact that I've held it in this long is impressive, but I would love to shout out the first actual ever (laughs) CONCACAF Champions League winners, the Seattle Sounders. (laughs) If you're not proud, you're bitter, so... <laughs> not wrong. They were the brought to you by last week, so it's okay. Oh my god, of course they were on the week I wasn't here. Well, I, I, well, was here. I mean, pretty close. We, we had to. I mean, uh, I couldn't just not do it because you weren't here. That was, yeah, that that's was the fair. relevant one. We had. To. I mean, yeah, I'm only saying it because I've been here. I promise I won't be one of those insufferable people. But um my husband cried. It was a really big day for us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, Reed made your sounders the brought to you by on a week when. Cincinnati gets the double clean sheet. I know you know that's how important it was. It's I did. It was. I guess. I mean, deal. I recognize that. That's right. I'm yeah. not bitter. Not bitter. Yeah. All right. And of course, for me, be sure to check out MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, we'll be doing our best to put out as much content as we can, uh, including the Discord poll if we can. That's what tends to go on the wayside because that gets pretty pretty hectic. But uh, we'll see if Tyler's able to get out his differentials. But we'll have uh, podcast differentials. That's right. I still Very need to get a picture. Important. I still need to get an image of that. Maybe it should be a picture of Tyler. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But but we'll go for that. Uh, but yes, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. Head over to uh, our Patreon if you're interested in learning how to support this show at patreon.com slash MLSFI. And of course, follow us all on, on Twitter and the social media. It's it's a lot of fun to interact with people there. And the Discord, as we've already mentioned multiple times, check it out. It is the place to be uh, for all the chat and community that we have. That's all that we have for tonight. And as always, good luck. Good <laughs> luck.